0: Bear market rally or a new bull market? Investors look too optimistic, prepare for an epic sell-off. Like many investors, I've struggled to understand why the stock market keeps rising as the economy continues to deteriorate. Frankly, this stock market is looking more and more like a house of cards built on a crumbling economic foundation. Yet on TV, I'm constantly hearing experts say, the stock market is not a reflection of the economy the stock market reflects what the economy will look like in the future. Let's review, when it became clear the worst of the initial sell-off was over, some experts claimed the stock market was looking past a terrible second quarter. As the market continued to rise further, the story evolved, experts claimed the market was looking six months ahead. Now, indexes are so high, in the initial phases of a worldwide pandemic and recession with no end in sight, pundits claim investors are now looking 12 months or more into the future. Apparently the claim is since there's no way to currently calculate P-E ratios with any certainty, investors are simply writing off 2020 and valuing stocks at where they think earnings will be in early 2021. This sounds completely nuts. I will acknowledge many investors do strategize far into the future, but the markets in general, do not. All financial markets tend to assess prices using a much shorter time horizon. In a normal world, bad news causes stocks to fall in price, immediately. In a normal world, a bad conference call or missing analyst consensus on profitability or earnings would cause a company's stock price to fall in minutes. Currently, this is not happening. So, why do we have this strange contradiction? Why are the markets still rising while the economic indicators and medical professionals are telling us we are far from seeing the end of this recession? In this article, I will discuss three reasons why, even though stock prices may temporarily continue to rise, Investors should prepare themselves for a brutal stock market sell off in the second half of 2020. Reason 1 unprecedented government stimulus. Reason 2 unprecedented personal savings. Reason 3 economies are reopening. Predictions for 2H 2020. First, let's discuss what we know. We know the economy is struggling through long term shutdowns of economies around the world. We know there is already record unemployment not seen since the Great Depression. We know we have a never-before-seen virus and we know we won't see a vaccine for a year or more. And although economies are starting to reopen, and people are starting to go back to work, it is highly unlikely most will be able to fully open until we actually have beaten this pandemic. We know people are scared to go out into the public and are likely to remain extremely cautious. Last but not least, we know it is highly likely we will see multiple waves of infection perhaps through the summer but for sure, again this fall. So, What's the counter argument? Why are so many investors so optimistic? Reason 1 Unprecedented government stimulus. Trillions in bailout money. In a complete panic response to an unexpected pandemic and a crash in stock market prices, central banks around the world have pumped trillions of dollars into failing businesses in an attempt to stem a much deeper, more destructive, and much longer recession. The German government now owns 25% of Lufthansa, all in an attempt to shore up the airline's balance sheet. Bailouts like these are strategically aimed at keeping Germany's position as an aviation hub. Governments around the world have followed suit, and just like in 2008, bailouts have been aimed at strategic industries governments feel are too important to the overall economy to lose. You might have heard the term, too connected to fail. If investors have money in these strategic industry names, it makes sense why many investors have faith that share prices will continue to rise. However, What if things don't go back to normal as soon as everyone hopes? What if flights remain only 50% full for the next year or two? Will taxpayers have to put up more money for a second round of bailouts? According to the conference board, this recession will likely be much deeper and take much longer to recover from than the 2008 financial crisis, see infographic below. A quick turnaround in service industries does not look likely. That leaves investors with a tough question to answer. If strategic industries require another bailout, will governments remain as supportive if it means printing trillions more out of thin air? The Federal Reserve has indicated they are willing to print whatever it takes to get the economy through the pandemic. However, I'm seeing signs lawmakers are starting to look a little more critically at the bailouts. I think investors need to ask themselves if they can count on lawmakers to continue authorizing bailouts to big business, SMEs and to individuals in the current economic and political environment this is in 2008. One tarp bailout may not be enough. If the pandemic lasts, governments may have to approve, bailout, after bailout, after bailout. No doubt, if investors believe they can count on lawmakers to keep propping up failing corporations and central banks will continue to print money for corporate bailouts indefinitely, then I can see why an investor might believe markets will be pushed higher. Near 0% interest rates. Interest rates are historically low. Central banks around the world seem universally committed to keeping interest rates low. If an investor is thinking of putting money to work, this leaves them in a bind. If you remain in cash, you earn nothing. If you buy bonds, you still earn almost nothing. For many investors, looking for extra income or a better place to invest their savings, the stock market is the only real choice, as long as the markets keep rising. For now, investors seeking better returns will push market prices higher, at least until the bear market resumes. Backstopping junk debt. The Federal Reserve recently started buying junk bond ETFs, in an attempt to support highly over-leveraged corporations. The signal to the market seems to be, everything is too big to fail. The result has already been catastrophic. Boeing recently sold $25 billion of debt into the market, in the middle of a pandemic, rather than accept a government bailout package with strings attached. Boeing's logic was simple, Why take a loan with strings attached when the Federal Reserve has already promised to buy up any distressed junk debt in the future? This may sound like a great deal for Boeing bondholders, but as Forbes recently said, Boeing is now owned by the banks. Japan has already tried this experiment and failed. According to the Bank of Japan, BAJ, the BAJ now owns approximately 8% of the entire Japanese equity market, mainly purchased through ETFs. Not only has Japan's quantitative easing program made unwinding impossible without crashing the stock market, but it has also inadvertently created a country full of zombie companies. Zombie companies can only survive in a low interest rate, cheap credit, repeated government stimulus environment. Many Japanese companies are now so heavily burdened with debt, they are essentially paying interest only and may be forced to roll over debt indefinitely. This may be the future for many American companies, like Boeing. Zombie companies so burdened with debt that if the Federal Reserve even thought about unwinding the emergency purchase programs or not buying up stressed junk debt, zombified companies like Boeing would likely be unable to roll over their debt obligations. Of course, a situation like this would almost certainly lead to widespread defaults, cascading bankruptcies, and a plunging stock market. If investors believe the US government is willing to backstop all corporate junk debt indefinitely, then I can understand why an investor is betting the stock market will go higher. Reason 2. Unprecedented personal savings. Traditionally, household savings usually fluctuate between 6-8%. However, the work-from-home situation many of us are experiencing, combined with widespread business shutdowns has resulted in savings rates spiking to 33%. This unprecedented level of personal saving is also likely driving the stock market higher. Working at home has allegedly made us more productive. Regardless if this is true, working at home has certainly freed up a tremendous amount of time, time investors can use to fool around on Facebook, watch Netflix, or invest in the stock market. By now, we've all heard anecdotal stories of people investing their stimulus checks into the stock market. According to CNBC. People earning between $35,000 and $75,000 annually traded stocks about 90% more than the week prior to receiving their stimulus check. Millennials, in particular with their long-time horizons, seem to be willing to take long-shot bets. According to Robinhood, millennials are pouring into a number of high-risk, hopefully, high-reward stocks. All this free time and extra savings might also be driving first-time investors into the markets. Last week, I had drinks with a long-time restaurateur. He's very successful and now owns two restaurants. However, like most restaurants across Japan, both shops were closed during the countrywide state of emergency. He told me he's never invested in the stock market because he always considered it too difficult and too risky. However, with all of the free time he's recently had on his hands, he thought he'd give investing a try. He told me he was surprised how easy it is to make money on the stock market and how he regretted not getting into investing long ago. I've personally never found investing particularly easy, even though I owned my own fintech company and worked in the investment industry for many years. However, as long as the markets believe new investors will keep pouring into stocks and millennials will keep taking long shots on beaten up companies, then I can understand why investors believe the stock market still has room to run. Reason 3 economies are reopening. I honestly believe this is another solid reason investors are pinning their hopes on. I think there is some chance investors who believe in a rapid, widespread reopening, might have a point. After all, Trump says he won't shut the economy down again, even though he has absolutely no legal say in the matter, states have the final authority. People are getting sick of the shutdowns. In fact, Those who own or work for businesses that directly interact with the public are getting desperate, understandably so. So many people are out of work and so many businesses are facing financial ruin, it is entirely possible countries and states will follow Sweden's strategy of sacrificing the old for the sake of the economy. Many people seem done with social distancing. Over the weekend, restaurants and bars were packed here in the entertainment districts in Osaka. Virtually no masks and definitely no social distancing was observable as patrons packed themselves, shoulder to shoulder. I get it. Businesses are starting to make money again. Of course, I'm relieved for the business owners and their staff. Relying on the government to help pay bills is scarier than serving tables in a busy, potentially virus filled restaurant. But, busy businesses without adequate social distancing and other sensible precautions will simply lead to another spike in infections. Then what? What will local governments do? Shut down? Impose restrictions? Cover up numbers? Let the virus rampage through the population? If investors think governments will do nothing in the future to save the lives of older citizens, then I understand why they think markets will rally higher. Predictions for 2H, 2020. I am starting to get a distinct impression. Investors placing bets in the stock market at these prices are arguably guilty of fiddling while the economy burns. I don't say that in a malicious way, I just think investors are getting so exuberant, they are blinded to the wave of bankruptcies and foreclosures the economy and ultimately the stock market will have to endure in the very near future. Just like the in the wake of the dot com bubble bursting, 20 years ago, I think we may see a correction so shocking, millions of investors will swear off investing in the stock market for years. In normal times, investors typically hate uncertainty. What has me very, Very concerned is although we are neck deep in uncertainty about when the pandemic will be over, about how far the infection is spreading, about how different governments will react to a second wave, about what businesses are yet to go bankrupt, and yet the stock market doesn't react. I think we are in very dangerous territory. Financial concerns Too many new investors, too many investors trying to make a quick buck. I can't calculate a PE ratio because not even CEOs can accurately calculate earnings in this environment. Record unemployment not seen since the Great Depression. Smart money like Warren Buffett isn't touching this market. Medical concerns. Too many people ignoring social distancing guidelines as economies reopen. A virus that experts tell us will come back stronger than ever in the fall. A year or more before a vaccine can be created, tested, and distributed around the world. Political concerns. A U.S. election in November with an uncertain result. A POTUS hell bent on winning a second term damn the consequences. Streets filled with protesters demanding structural change to the system. Bottom line, we have way too much uncertainty. The stock market will correct. Like always, the selling will be triggered by a sudden, unexpected event. I don't have a crystal ball, but I strongly suspect, when the selling does start, we should prepare ourselves for a brutal sell-off. Disclosure, I hold approximately 95% cash as I publish this article please seek professional advice before making any investment decisions. If you found this article useful, please forward it to someone you care about. I'm Edward Iftidi. if you'd like to learn more about disruptive investing, I encourage you to read more at www.blockchainand.asia.